0: Perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
0: Bing and I am Rap Poor Stereo Podcast is here. Have no fear on today's I am Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. Deuce Collins, Deuce Pacino is in the place to be. We're still talking about the Oscars. We're trying to figure out, break down, and understand everything, everywhere, all at once. Do you like it? Is it over your head? It was way over my head. Plus, we're still talking about the disrespect of Paul Servino and others. And so much more on a museum-quality, hard-hitting I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Where Deuce Pacino shares his secret fried chicken recipe You heard it Miles Jordan, a.k.a. The Bleach Brothers Start this puppy off with something real nice Start this puppy off with something real loud But most importantly, start this I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast off with something real funky I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Liggity, let's go Fear the Iggity I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity, the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. My name is Michael Rappaport, aka the Gringo Mandingo, aka the Inflamed Ashkenazi, aka Captain Colitis, aka the Raging Bullshitter. Hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody is feeling good. Sane, and we say part-time sometime, we do not play around because today, boom, we have the part-time sometime co-host with the most, the young shooter is in Sukasa, Dean Collins, Deuce Pacino, aka Deuce Collins, he's here. How are you, my friend, mi amigo?
3: Thank you, Michael. I'm doing really well. How, how are you doing?
0: I just said I was doing good. I mean, he, he, I, I went on for about two minutes saying how good I
3: was. I know, but I'm just making conversation with you. I didn't ask you how, how you were doing. I felt like that was just to the audience. I was just checking in to see how, how everything was going with you. How, how, how are you?
0: I just, I just said that I was, I was doing good. I welcomed everybody to the Iron Dome of Disruption. I welcomed everybody to the Ziggity Zone of disruption.
3: But are you ever, like, in the, in the intro, are, like, I know that's been your intro, like, for as long as I can remember, but, like, have you ever been like, welcome to the Ziggity Zone, like, I'm not doing good. Oh, yeah. I don't feel good. Yes. I, like,
0: oh, yeah, I've said that a few times. I've said that a few times. I mean, normally when I, um, I'm i podcasting, when I'm in the Ziggity Zone of disruption and the, and the Iggity Iron Dome of disruption, normally, like, you know, intrinsically... Cellularly, I feel good because I'm so happy to be in the iron dome of disruption and in the ziggity zone of disruption. But, but more okay. importantly, more importantly, how are you? The last time you were here, you had gone through some construction with your big move. How's that move? How's that big move going?
3: Um, it's going well, man. I mean, like, look, I yeah, I'm still doing it. I mean, it's this isn't like it's obviously like boring conversation. No one really wants to hear about the big move. It's been nice for me. I'm in a bigger space. I really love it. I'm trying to design it. I'm trying to like <laughs> put my <laughs> <laughs> Why is why is that funny? I don't understand what what did I say that was so funny? Oh, I'm trying to design that, it. What, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to make the funny. space my own. Why is that funny?
0: <laughs> you use the D word.
3: Design. Why is that so funny? I I mean I'm trying to like put my own like taste into this and and I've just I've come to realize that I'm not an interior designer. Like I I thought I had good taste and I've like selected a lot of things online and then when it all gets here, it doesn't look the way that I thought it was gonna look. Like it looks like just like a clusterfuck of shit. Like I need someone to like help me like make decisions. Because it doesn't look good. What,
0: I, what I, gave I you the impression that you were an interior designer? Because you said, I thought I was an interior designer. Like, what prompted you to think that you, the young shooter, you, Deuce Pacino, were some sort of interior designer type?
3: Well, my mom is an interior designer. I don't know if that's something that you knew or, or yeah, that the people knew. I know that knew, about so I, Lee, yes. So I just thought that maybe that was kind of in, like, my bloodline. Like, maybe that was a part of my genes. Like, oh, my mom's an interior designer. Maybe I have that. You know, maybe I have some of that. So I don't. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm working on it, man. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to find the right artwork. I'm trying to find all the right things. But like, it's not coming together quite the way that I want it. But it's it's a, it's a slow climb. So I appreciate you, you asking about it, though. Oh, but it, it does feel nice to be here. And, and, like, I have a big kitchen now, and I'm, like, trying to utilize my kitchen as, like, a, a grown-up, like, an adult. Like, you're supposed to, like, cook things and make things. And, like, I've started making chicken, which has been really cool. I have my own secret chicken recipe. There's, like, lemon and garlic powder and, and, and lemon pepper. And uh, I put rosemary and thyme, like the Simon and Garfunkel uh, song. I, I've been putting that in the skillet. But other than my chicken recipe, I find myself still just, like, make an easy mac in the kitchen like it's not like a great look like i'm I'm still trying to grow up over here
0: and your secret chicken recipe did you come up with that on your own or is that something oh, you yeah. found on reddit oh, it... or like wh- where'd you get that s- secret yeah. chicken recipe because you said you said secret like you were very you prominent about that like it's a secret chicken recipe
3: Yes, my secret chicken recipe. Um, it, it's like kind of a mishmash. Like, a, I've taken a little bit from Gordon Ramsay. I've taken a little bit from some people on YouTube. And like, then I've kind of made it my own thing. You know what I mean? So I, that's something that I'll be making for you when we go on the road because uh, I'm coming to Indianapolis. So I was thinking, you know, I don't know if I should like put the skillet in my carry-on. Or maybe they have a, a skillet at the Airbnb, but like I do have my own skillet that I was thinking about bringing. But as long as we can get the ingredients while I'm out there—the rosemary, the thyme, uh, the garlic cloves, the, the lemon pepper—and and I just need you to like have the timer for me. Like after three to four minutes, that's when I I flip.
0: Okay, I have no problem with that. I have a feeling that um you're not going to be cooking for me on the road in Indianapolis. I have a feeling that 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 somehow, some way, that will will not work out. Whether it's okay, a skillet well. problem, whether it's an Airbnb. By the way, have you secured our Airbnb for our trip, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Indianapolis? Have you have you zeroed in on a place for us?
3: Oh, well, I've narrowed it down. I created a wish list on, on Airbnb, but that's some, I'm so glad you reminded me of that because I need to send that wish list out to you. Um, but it just seems like there's not a lot of like, I thought I was going to be like, Oh, we're on your budget. We're on your dime. Like maybe we're like looking into some castles or some houses or some like mini, like mini mansions. You know, like that that you know. I, but I all I've been finding is like uh, apartment complexes where it's like it's it's so hard to just find like two beds in an apartment. And well, so I'm find kind of the like, two
0: beds. Otherwise, no, you'd you be two on, beds. Are you be on that couch? You be on that couch. You feel me?
3: Well, I'm not flying all the way to Indianapolis. Coach, and and I also have a layover, by the way. Like, somehow you managed to get me a layover. yeah So I'm actually actually stopping in Dallas for about four hours. And I'm going to be at the back of the plane again. But I am stopping in Dallas for, like, four hours. And so I don't want to, like, go to the uh, Airbnb and be sleeping on a couch. Like, I might as well just do all that at my house. And, like, sleep in my bed.
0: It's going to be good. Now, let me ask you something. We talked off podcast about everything... Well, how do you say the film? Everything, everywhere, all at once? That's it. Which I just watched last night. Now, you mentioned on the podcast that you liked it. I watched it last night, and it was ridiculously, incredibly creative. I actually um, read a pamphlet. It should come with a pamphlet, like a reference book. Because it's so, in my opinion, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, because after reading about it, I want to watch it again. But everything, everywhere, everywhere, what is it?
3: Everything, everywhere, all at once.
0: Everything, everywhere, all at once. Like I said, incredibly creative and has just so many subliminal meanings. I felt like you should read the pamphlet and read the sort of, like it should come with like some sort of like manual, like a directions kit or something like that. Because I found it extremely confusing. And me and my wife, we shut the, the phones, we shut the curtains, we shut everything down. And we were like, we need to watch this movie that, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, so many people love and have been talking about it. And they swept up the Oscars. Um, and like I said, after reading the article with all the Easter eggs and all that stuff... I was able to make better understanding of it if and when I do watch it one more time. What were you able to take away uh, from that film? Were you able to understand what the fuck was going on?
3: Yeah, no, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I just, I've realized, I wanted to be like, oh, yes, I absolutely loved it. I loved it, because that's. It seems like everyone has been saying that. They're just like, this is the greatest movie, best movie of the year. I, I liked it. I thought it was very creative. Obviously, super fucking creative. The directors are so talented. They come from a music video world, so they have that edge on them, like, over a lot of other directors and stuff, and so they're very creative, but... I just don't like the multiverse world. It's like I'm trying to escape these Marvel movies and all these superhero movies where it's all the multiverse. Um, and this movie, it was cool because it was very creative and everything, but it still touched upon that whole, you know, different universes and how she's got to save existence by exploring other universes and all that stuff. And I just, I don't love that like topic. I don't love that, but... I still thought it was very creative. I thought that the acting was really great. I love seeing Ki Huy Kwan. I think I'm pronouncing it right, but uh, Data from the Goonies. I grew up on the Goonies, and I, I think everybody did. I, everyone loves that movie, and so seeing him and from Indiana Jones make a a crazy comeback, and he was great in it. I mean, he was he was honestly great in it. I thought he was so good. Everybody was good, but I don't. I didn't love the movie, and I I, I have to agree with you. I liked it, but I, I I have to agree with you. I thought it was super. Confusing. It was just like, it was a trip. It was a fucking trip.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of these people that say they love it so much, I would love it if they came on the podcast and explained what the fucking movie was about. Because like I said, after reading like the little pamphlet, uh, the guide to everywhere, everything all at once, I was able to make sense of it. But while I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it's interesting because so many films and so many television shows today are dealing with the metaverse, the multiverse, the subliminal, um, and all this, like the TV show Severance and, you know, identity and switching identity and, you know, in reality and you're not in reality. And I don't know what that's about, but for me, you know, historically and traditionally when it comes to movies that i respond to and that resonate with me none of them take place in the the multiverse multiverse the subliminal they all take place in in reality because if i asked you young shooter deuce pacino deuce collins hey what's this movie about were you would you be even able to make an explanation of what this movie's about like, honestly, like if somebody said to you, what's this movie about? Are you able to articulate? Because I'd be like, I have no fucking idea.
3: No, I, I have a hard time articulating like basic movies and, and to throw that one at me. I mean, that's like, fuck, I need, to, I need to do my research. But yeah, it's just like a mind fuck. I don't know, all these different universes. It was creative. It was cool. I do have a little tidbit. I wasn't even going to bring it up on the podcast, but I thought it was a cool story. I, thought, I think it's inspiring. The only reason... That I'm like kind of attached to this movie, even though I didn't love it. And and I'm attached to those directors, the Daniels, who won everything at the Oscars. They won Best Picture, Best Director, all the acting, uh, everything. So I've been following their career for since 2012. And basically, when I was doing music with my band... Pacific back in the day in 2012, they had not done a movie. They hadn't done their a feature film at all. And they had only done music videos. And I watched a music video that they directed for the band, the shins. And I ended up finding their email and I emailed them and I just wrote to them, which is crazy because I looked at this email. I found it 11 years ago. I wrote to the Daniels and it was on March 12th, 2012, which was the day of the Oscars that they would win Best picture, best directors. The the day, eleven years to the day, I wrote them, and I said I wanted to let you guys know. You know, I loved the work that you did for this music video. It was amazing. I can't stop watching it. And as a young musician and an aspiring filmmaker, I think you guys are awesome. And I'm in this band, and I would it would mean the world to me if you listen to this new song that we're putting out at the end of this month. We're putting out an EP. I would love to hear what you guys think. And I found this email of that day of the Oscars 11 years ago that they wrote me back and they said, hey man, uh, we're so glad you're into our stuff. It's surreal to be at a place in our lives where people are taking inspiration from us. Listen to your track. It's really solid, man. You guys have a cool, nice throwback sound. Good luck with the release and everything. Keep at it. And I just was tripped out by the fact that I wrote that to them 11 years to the day that they would win all these awards so I've I've been following their career since back then and I think they're extremely talented and I think they deserve everything but I just thought that was a cool little tidbit so I've I've been following them have
0: they made another film or was this the first film they made
3: they made a movie before this called Swiss Army Man starring Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano and that was the only other movie it was a weird movie it was like it was like Daniel Radcliffe's like a dead body and Paul Dano's like using his body. It's so weird, but that was their only other movie. But I just remember them being extremely talented music video directors and like their work was awesome. So it was cool to see them, you know, win everything. I didn't particularly love the movie, but I still thought it was, you can't deny, it was super creative. I am we
0: are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the Draft King's YouTube channel is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby. Needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick... In the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
0: It's been a few days since the Oscars, and I, I gotta tell you, um, obviously I went super viral because I was really upset, and I truly was upset, like truly, truly was upset about the in-memoriam people that they forgot. They they forgot so many people at the Oscars to give them their, their farewell on the biggest stage that you could get uh, during the Academy Awards, and... You know, I, on last time on the podcast, I was talking about. You, I, I didn't even realize that they they didn't even have uh, Gilbert Gottfried uh, wasn't in there, um, which I think is crazy. And I realized last year they forgot Bob Saget.
3: Yeah, they forgot Bob Saget last year, which is also crazy. But yeah, I mean, they forgot. Look, they do this every year. There's but always people does that are forgotten. Happen? I don't know, and they've they've stood by their decisions. They're like, you know, look, these people we we can only fit into a certain amount of time, but they live on on our website. If you go to our website, they're up here. But it's like that's horseshit. You know, they forgot Tom Sizemore. They forgot William Hurt. They forgot Gilbert Gottfried. They forgot Paul Sorvino. Um, who else? Are, and you know who else they forgot? They forgot Barbara Walters.
0: Yo, they live on on the website. Nobody's going to the website. You know, and now the story about Paul Servino is somehow about mirror Servino because she tweeted something out very sweet and tasteful. And I'm like, no, it shouldn't be about mirror Servino. It should be about the person who's responsible for forgetting Paul Servino. That's who I want to see. I don't want this story to be about mirror Servino. I don't want the story to be about me. I want to be about the person who got fired for fucking up. Cause that's just a fuck up. We, they don't just live on Oh, I'm gonna go to the Academy Award website yeah, to, right. to do a, like a deep dig on who you forgot.
3: No, it's it's ridiculous. They need a committee that's like dedicated to that like the in memoriam section not like production assistants and all these people but i mean yeah it's crazy they forgot so many people and they always do they always do but they you know apparently they stand by their decision but i was shocked i was i noticed that too there were a ton of people in that in that broadcast that just weren't included which was super disrespectful who've dedicated their whole lives to their craft and to that industry
0: and like i said on the last podcast and i'm holding your feet to the fire dean If and when I ever do pass away, if they forget me at the Academy Awards, I want blood in the fucking streets. I want bodies in the streets. I want fucking bodies outside the Academy Award building, and I'm holding you responsible
3: for that. Say I will make sure that there's blood in the street and bodies piled up. Say it right now. I promise you I will do whatever I can to make sure that you get up in that immemorium section but I don't want to have anything to do with blood on the streets, blood in the streets. I'm not a fighter. And like, if they forget you, they forget you. Like that's, I don't know what to tell you. I could, there's only so much I could do on my end to push that campaign for you to get in that in memoriam. But I mean, let's face it. If they forgot Paul Sorvino and Ann Hage and, and Barbara Walters, I have, there's just like a strong inkling that I could feel that they're probably going to forget you. And, and I don't want to be rude about it. And, and that's not me. I I totally would include you. I'd put you right there. It, you would have been where Olivia Newton-John was. It would have opened with you, Michael Rappaport. And you, it would have been... You little motherfucker, you. No, I, I'm saying I have your back. I'm saying I have your back. I'm just saying I just have a feeling that maybe you would be forgotten in that category. I I hope not. I hope that I'm completely wrong about that. But you know that I'll I'll go to bat for you. Always have. Always. So what are,
0: what are you willing to do? You just said you're not willing to ensure me that there will be blood in the streets and bodies piled up. So wh- how far are you willing to take things?
3: I'm willing to hop on the on a phone call and and call the academy or or call the production assistants or the office and say, hey, like it'd be awesome if you could include him. But I, I don't know what more I could do. that, I'm not going to like fucking protest on the streets about it. Wow. I would hope that that I wouldn't even have to make that phone call. I would hope that your peers would would gladly accept you in that in-memoriam section, but we don't need to talk about that because that's not happening anytime soon. Anytime soon.
0: Anytime soon, because I'm only 52 which brings me I'm only 52 but in a few days I will be 53. I am turning 53 years old on March 20th. As everybody knows, we do the podcast every year. It's my birthday. Um, every year it's Dean's birthday. Uh, I said the other day, I'm not that thrilled to be the number 53. Uh, it doesn't sound good because I realized my inner child is still like a 14-year-old boy. And then my brain is the brain of a 91-year-old flamed up, frustrated back aching foot swollen 91 year old so i'm fucked
3: up it's crazy because this is the first day that you've mentioned that it's almost your birthday and i was i was thinking about that the other day i was like oh my god your birthday's coming up and i you haven't said a word about it and and it, it was so strange to me because you've always you've mentioned your birthday coming up like a month prior, it'll be like February 20th to be like, guess whose birthday is coming up in one month and five hours from now. It's my birthday. Don't forget a gift. And it's like, it's already like it is in a couple of days and you haven't said a word about it. And I, and I found that really fascinating. And I don't know what that was about, but you're just seeming a little bit more humble this year.
0: Do you have anything planned? Are you getting me a gift? Are you bringing me a gift to Indianapolis? Because when we're in Indianapolis at the Helium Improv, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, I will... Have been 53. It'll be a few days after my birthday. Do you have any surprises? Um, you don't have to give the surprise now, but do you have anything planned? Let's just put it that way. Do you have anything planned that you you might want to just sort of hint at for the week in Indianapolis?
3: <laughs> I mean, look, I, I've thought about this like long and hard. And it's like, what do you get a man who has everything? You know what I'm saying? Like, what you have it all. You got it all. Like, what do you want? You tell me what you want, and I will get it. And and I know that kind of defeats the purpose of like, like I want to get you something special. Um, but you know, like I did. Remember, I got you that candle. Remember, I got you that candle that one that one year. I got you that really nice candle. Yeah. You you remember that though, when, right? When was when I got that? What
0: when was it? Was that when I moved, or was that when I turned fifty? What what when, when was that? That was years ago. That was but years I'm just ago. saying that was no I that I was know, fucking but... years ago. Mom, Listen, I don't give a fuck about what you got me in the past. You fuck. I, I'm concerned about what you're going to get me for turning 53. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it, man. I'm not I'm not happy. I'm, I, because my image, like I'm just starting to get, get concerned because I'm like you know how, like, you know, older men now, like, you see them and they're in their little suits and their hats. Like, am I supposed to just suddenly start dressing like that? Or what do I do? Can I no longer wear Jordans? Should I hand in all my fancy cashmere? Do I not? Like, what am I supposed to do? How
3: do you dress appropriately as a 53-year-old man in 2023? fuck no man don't don't let that shit get to your head i think i think your fashion sense has gotten way better than when you were fuck in your 30s i think you've become like somewhat of a fashion icon now people are snapping photos of you in the row jackets and your cashmere and uh captain cashmere and and king of cashmere and all that stuff and i think what you're doing is great i don't think that you should stop any of that i think like it's inspiring to other people it's inspiring to someone who's in their 30s who's going to be 33 in a few months someone like me i think that maybe you know your outfits don't change Your style doesn't change, but maybe you look into start transitioning into different kind of acting work. Um, You know, I was thinking about that recently. It's like, you know, a lot of famous people start going into those commercials where they're like, you know, hey, you have dick problems. You should try Viagra, you know, like, you know, when they start doing those infomercials and things like that for like your cholesterol could start going up at this age and I'm taking this medication. I think that you should take this medication. I think it's something to explore. Time out, motherfucker. I don't have no
0: dick problems, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no so I'm, I'm not, d- not saying I'm not, I'm you do. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not hocking dick pills when I don't have actual dick problems. The fuck are you talking about? I mean, if I'm no. gonna do, if I'm gonna do something like age appropriate, I'm gonna be like, hey, I wake up and I plank. Okay, hey, I wake up and I do a five-minute sit-up
3: routine. Do you? Okay, I like that. I See, that's, that's a part of brainstorming the ideas. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a part of the whole thing. Like, I, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, that's, that's a much better idea than the Viagra pills. I think that doing the sit-ups and the planks, like, maybe that could be your niche. You know, but I just don't think that there's anything wrong with going down that road at your age. Like, Brian Cox from uh, Succession, he's doing the voice of McDonald's. You know, he says, but-up, up, up up But just maybe you don't do McDonald's. Maybe you do health things um maybe you just just trying to inspire the people that hey at my age if i could like you said if i can do it you can fucking do it maybe those are your commercials now i don't think you need to change your style oh
0: man that's that's uh i gotta figure it out we are welcoming a new show to iheart and the draft Kings YouTube channel. is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby. Needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick In the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So, check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
0: Have you been watching anything besides everything, everywhere, all at once? Have you watched any other movies, any documentaries? Um, what have you been seeing, Shooter?
3: Well, I haven't been watching everything, everywhere, all at once. I only saw that once in theaters, and I'm, I'm good on that movie. I'm, uh, but I have been watch- I've been re-watching Breaking Bad for the third time now, going through it all. I'm re-watching Breaking Bad, and it is so fucking incredible i just it really is like i know everyone's like the sopranos breaking bad like it is one of the greatest shows on tv i i mean we're like 10 years past you know the final episode when it came out but god it's just so good brian cranston aaron paul everyone knows about breaking bad i'm on season four now i'm almost done um so fucking good you watched all uh, the
0: episodes
3: all of them. This is my third time going through it. And, you know, there's there's five seasons of this. But, like, it's What's just... What's your
0: takeaway? What Like, what is your takeaway it, from watching it?
3: It's incredible. I mean, it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest show on TV that I've, I, that I've ever seen. Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, everyone on it is so fucking good. It's kind of sad. Like, I mean, I wonder if Aaron Paul feels like like bummed in his career that he hasn't crossed over to like doing movies and stuff but it's like at the same time you don't ever have to do anything for the rest of your life the guy probably made 30 million dollars on that fucking show i would assume he made millions on that show but you know all the emmys that they won like that's a great show to be a part of but brian Cranston, i mean god he's so fucking good but they're amazing together the other thing that i'm watching which is definitely added to the sick fuck lists of Mm. documentaries i don't know if you've seen it but it's called jared from subway everybody knows jared from subway obviously when subway was kicking those iconic commercials with jared holding up those fucking blue jeans and those pants that he wore that you know he's mr skinny guy now and uh he was interacting with all sorts of celebrities. I mean, they were saying like, it was like he was Michael Jackson at one point. Everyone knew Jared from subway. And obviously we know what happened to Jared from subway. And if you don't know what happened to Jared from subway and why subway stopped making those commercials was because he got caught with child porn and like hooking up with children and molesting and assaulting children. He's been in jail or you got like an 18 year jail sentence or whatever. Um, So they're doing this documentary on him and how this all came about. And they have all these disturbing, disturbing audio calls and voicemails from this woman who befriends him and then becomes an informant for the FBI and is taken like years off of her life to try and, you know, get him indicted on all these like disgusting uh, charges and the audio is so disturbing uh, and it's definitely a sick fuck watch is there's three parts. It's on discovery plus that's what I'm watching it on. But if you haven't seen wow. it, I recommend watching Jared from subway. How it many, is how many nuts. episodes are there? Three parts. I think there are three parts. I just finished part two, but it is like, it's, it's disgusting is he this in dude,
0: it? is is it or is it archival footage
3: he's not in it now is he no 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 he's in jail now i mean i, th- I think he gets out in 2027 or something like that Jesus. but i think they i think they beat the shit out of him like over like in the past in the recent years they definitely beat the shit out of him in jail oh they probably um,
0: gave him their six inch subs or
3: their 12 inch subs 100 percent, and he deserves all of it it is really disturbing shit but i recommend watching that still watching MILF Manor with Disco Mommy. I can't stop watching that. Um, we And Disco Mommy, I, I, have you experienced this? But like, I don't know if we talked about this, but Disco Mommy and like three of the other MILFs from that show are all in my DMs, like trying to like, they're, they're protecting Disco Mommy. Like, I feel like I really <laughs> fucked up and like really insulted the MILF community out there. Yes,
0: I, I saw that Disco Mommy and some of her cohorts were offended Um, I mean, they should be so lucky that they get mentioned by anybody, let alone uh, the I am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Uh, Some of them wanted to challenge us to a fitness uh, competition. Did you see that?
3: That's what I saw. I saw he was tagging me, and I'm like, I feel bad for saying anything against her because I kind of wanted to take her up on that. I haven't worked out in like six months, and I was thinking like maybe I do drive to Orange County and do some kind of fitness routine with Disco Mommy. It doesn't sound like a bad thing. She made it sound like a bad thing. I'm like, I would love a free personal training session and to get. I'll, I'll get in the ring with Disco Mommy. She wants to get in the ring. I'll get in the ring with her. I'll do some Andy Kaufman shit. Yeah, I mean,
0: listen, uh, we have nothing. We're celebrating Disco Mommy. We're celebrating all the MILFs from MILF Manor. And I, I we have nothing against him. We just were a little taken aback by the show when it first came on, as as is everybody else. And you've continued to watch it. I haven't continued to watch it. Ugh. Where are things going on MILF, uh, on Milf Manor?
3: There was one disturbing scene, a really disturbing scene where all the MILFs are blindfolded and they're on massage beds and they're all next to each other side by side. And the kids who are all their sons, mind you, they're all their sons. Okay, all all the women's children who are like 20 and look like they're 16. They don't even look like they're in their early 20s. They look like they're 16, 17 years old. All the kids have to massage each other's mothers and some of them are like required to massage their own mother and the, and the women are blindfolded and there's like one scene where this mom is getting massaged by her son. And the son is like, oh, this is so weird. Like in his head, he's like kind of looking at the camera like, this is so weird. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, that feels so good. And it (laughs) it is so fucking disturbing. It is so disturbing.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
3: Do you know what episode number that is? I don't know off the top of my head, but I will absolutely try and pull that clip from you because that has been haunting my dreams for weeks. Ben, you continue to watch. I, I, how can you not? I mean, it's like a fucking, it's like a a, a car wreck. I, I, you, you can't turn away from it. That is crazy. That is insane. And they got the nerve to be offended by us breaking down their show, a, a Disco Mommy and her cohorts. Right? No, it's wild shit. But they're all like, they're really horny women. They're really horny. But yeah, it's Milf Manor Mondays, man. You got to You got to get on board with it.
0: Um. Finally, I, I want to say, you, you know what I'm going through right now, Shooter. I am going depression? Through, what?
3: Depression? No. Anxiety? No. No. Oh, what what are you going through?
0: I am in a cook a chocolate chip cookie spiral. Oh. You know I love my chocolate chip cookies. And yeah. there's so many really good chocolate chip cookie spots in New York City and I'm having problems avoiding them. And I don't know what to do cuz I was doing well avoiding them or or sort of rationing them out but there's like there's a handful of really good chocolate chip cookie places in new york that i'm having problems you know like i i think about them yeah a, 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 where are you at with your eating and your sweets and all that
3: oh my god man well i've been really i've been trying the past like two days and i mean it's like a it's like a crack addict it's like two days is like a lifetime for me that's like i'm doing really well by doing that within two days but the crazy thing is is I'll like eat good for two days and I'll lose like five pounds. Like I'll notice like I'm skinnier. Maybe it's just like a placebo effect, but That's I get on placebo. the scale. And, no, because I, I got on the scale. I was one thirty five and then two days later I was one thirty. But I did crack yesterday. I'm the wrong person to talk to about how to curb those cravings. Um, I all, I mean, if it were up to me, all I would tell you is stay away from those uh, chocolate chip cookies on the streets and go home and get yourself some mini Nestle cookies and make that shit yourself. But I don't think that's good advice because that's what <sighs> I'm doing in my it, it's, it's like a problem. So what I do is I have it in my refrigerator, the cookie dough, and I'm like, I'm not going to make the cookies. I'm going to be good. But then I end up eating all the raw dough. Man. So it's just it's like a fucking. You have to stay away from it for a period of time. And those cravings will disappear. All right. Well, I appreciate
0: that coming from somebody that is in the throes of it. Anyway, oh,
3: and then when you when you and I get to Indianapolis, it's going to be like who the fuck knows what's going to happen.
0: No, I, 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 oh man,
3: who knows? Especially when because we're not about, good together. It's like two addicts together. Especially it's like when we're going to talking about
0: bringing your skillet and making your your special uh fried chicken.
3: I'll I'll leave that at home. We can binge out on cookies over there. It's going to be like a fucking meth den where we are at that Airbnb with with sweets.
0: All right, shooter. Um, came saw disrupted came saw disrupted uh will be in indianapolis the 23rd 24th and 25th uh deuce collins deuce pacino aka the rapaport security team the one-man security team will be with me uh, all tickets all information for all the shows are available at michaelrapportcomedy.com miles jordan aka the bleach brothers aka the dust brothers take me out of here with something real nice Take me out of here with something real loud, but most importantly, end this. I am rapaport Stereo podcast with something real funky. I am Rapport Stereo podcast I'm done.